Good evening. It is January 19th of the year 2020 of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, my name is Timothy Payne. I am Josiah Payne. And you are listening, or maybe you're not listening, <laughs> to our very first podcast, which is actually our very second podcast. He deleted our first one. <laughs> Actually, it's our very third, because then I believe deleted the second one, <laughs> because that one had a lot of ums and just like, ugh. So we have named this podcast... Removing the Beam. Removing the Beam, where for the love of God, we try to understand different world religions, views, thoughts, philosophies, and uh, try to process that into our own understanding of the world, so we're not walking around ignorantly and blindly pointing fingers at people. Because remember, every time you point a finger at somebody, there's three pointing back at you. <laughs> so, uh, Josiah is my son, um, and he has turned 14 December of this past year, turned 14. And um, he is a little confused in his brain about religion. I would like to point the finger at him, but cha-cha-cha, there's three or four back at me. <laughs> and um, he's confused because I'm a confusing father and spiritual leader. <laughs> we um, we did a lot of, like, we did a lot of church hopping. We went to, like, a few Baptist churches and stuff like that, and we were, like, Catholic. We've mostly been Catholic, though. Um, but we went to, like, a Baptist church once, or a couple of times, right? We went to two different Baptist churches for a while. And then... And then we had the... When you were little, you don't remember this, but we went to the Church of the Nazarene. Um, and then before that... Was that the Everybody Church or no? What do you was mean the Everybody Church? What's the Church of the Nazarene? Church of the Nazarene, they're like... Um, they still look at tradition because they know that tradition built the Bible and tradition... Right. Um, they look at the ancient creeds and they and the ancient writers, the church fathers, the apostolic fathers. These are things that they say, okay, interesting. Like, let's consider what these people had to say since they were closer to Christ than us. Okay. Um, and that's how I got introduced at least to the creeds of, of the church, of the early church. And that's kind of what kind of moved us towards the Catholicism. Ah. Uh, so. Is there a difference between Church of Nazarene and Catholic? Yeah, Church of Nazarene is still Protestant. You know, it's still part of the okay. the breakaway. The Protestant, the Protestant breakaway, and then came the wolves. <laughs> so, um, but then before that, uh, when you were a baby, I was Muslim. Right. So, uh, and before that, pagan, and then, and before that, a lot of church hopping when I was growing up. So I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Josiah has never experienced that except from his grandmother. Right. Um, but my mother was very finicky and very flip-floppy about, you know, going. She wasn't a baptized believer, so she wasn't required to do all the things that those who are baptized, like going door to door and all that stuff, you're not required to do that if you're not baptized. But once you're baptized, you have to put like at least 10 hours a month in or something like that. 
you have to like fill out a card and everything. Oh wait, does, so Nana does that? Yeah, she goes every Saturday. <clears throat> you have to, you have to fill out a card. Either you're lying, saying you went, or you're going. That's the only. Okay, so Nana does go around and. Yeah, it's cool. But there's different ways they do it now. Now you can set up a booth and just sit. And I think uh, I see them with a JW, some JWs with pins on their their shirt. So I I don't know if like now if they go out with a pin, they can count that as going you know out preaching because they have the they're like an emblem a logo like and i guess we went to we went to gasparilla and there were like jw trying to minister to people and stuff like that and i i um totally wasn't eavesdropping but i heard um a conversation between some guy with the with the other guy um Mm -hmm. they were around the area and so i was interested in listening to this conversation and i actually really it sounded like a good conversation and I was looking at the watchtower and stuff like that. I didn't like look in the book when I was looking at it and the lady could tell that I was interested. Right. Well, I mean, they, they do like any other kind of thing. They've got very good art and stuff like that. Something to captivate the mind. You're like, Oh, what's that? I wonder what that is. So it's funny cause they're very artsy and stuff like that. But people, a lot of Protestants are into using art for their books for education, for things like that. So the question is, at what point does this art become idolatry? Like, what's the difference from having this art in your book and having a picture of the same art framed on your wall? Like, why is that bad, but I can have it in my book? <laughs> Wait, do they, do they say you can't have art? Like, Well, you can't have, like, a lot of Protestants won't do religious art. Like, they won't do a crucifix, and they won't do, like, you know... Unless it's Christmas, and then they can pull out baby Jesus and Mary and stuff like that. But that's not idolatry, because we only do it during Christmas, and then we put it away. But if you have, like, a baby Jesus all year round, now that's idolatry. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, at what point does it become idolatry? At what point does it become wrong? Either you can use it or you can't use it. That comes with anything. Like, right. even Did Jehovah's Witness have the same view, except without the Christmas part? Yeah, they don't do Christmas, but yeah, like... Like I said, they have art. Their books, the Watchtowers, have art to captivate you. That's why they're so pretty. That's why they're detailed pictures on the cover. It's so that your eyes can be tantalized and you can pick up the magazine and read it. Right. They're using the art to attract you. So. But then it's. But they believe it's a sin to have something artsy. Like, like if you had that same picture framed and put in your wall at your house, that would be wrong. Wow. Because that would be idolatry (laughs) simply because you have it displayed all the time i see where they're coming from so (laughs) i don't see the question is at what point does it become idolatry though right so i don't see where they're coming from i can see where they're trying to come from but it doesn't make any sense because what i can see where they get what's the difference from like we're having like even when we were at Church of Christ, that, it bothered me too because like we have a picture of Jesus getting crucified when he was talking about Jesus getting crucified. So for forty-five minutes we stared at it, so that it can bring us to mind, call to mind the crucifixion of Christ, right? Right. And so he can teach about it. Yet if you have that same crucifix at your house hanging, so that you can be called to mind daily about what Jesus did for you. Why, if you actually, like, what's the point? Why why can't I do that? If that's what the picture does. I didn't realize Church of Christ just said that, too. That part, too. What? That, like, you can't hang up 
Do you see any religious art at anybody's house that we ever went to? No, I guess not. <laughs> I didn't like, realize that. I mean, did you see any art at all, really? Like, no. So to sin. So I. <laughs> I. I don't know. I but. I don't know who thinks about what. I'm just. I. I just thought about the fact that yeah, I never even saw any art really. Um. Except useful for teaching when it's useful for teaching. So like I like I said, it just I don't I don't get it. Um, I don't get that kind of thinking. So so yeah, um, I've done a lot of religions and I've learned a lot of stuff. And when I was fourteen years old, about fourteen years old, I I got tired of going to all my friends' churches and church hopping and realizing that Christianity was so fractured and ridiculous. And I turned to paganism, and then to Islam, and then slowly back towards Christianity. And um, so he's 14 years old now, and he's doubting Christianity, because the same thing that he saw, or I saw my mom do, you know, being flippity about it, about my beliefs. And... Uh, so I thought that I would go with him in this journey and allow him to actually go to different religious places. And um, like we're going to do like the Mormon church, right? As our first one. That's what you want to do, yes. Yeah. Um, just keep going. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to like go to one of their services because I've read the Book of Mormon before and right. um, I was and it, is it an intriguing read? I mean, it interested me. I was very I was actually very interested in the book. Um, I did not count it as scripture. I um, thought of it as a very interesting fictional book, but um, but it did interest me and some of the ideas that they presented. Um, in that book, I have, and or some of the things I've also like studied them out. Like I've read, like tracks about like from Church of Christ about like Je uh, about not Jehovah's Witness, um, Mormons, and so and some of their beliefs. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, some of the things I do actually kind of struggle with, like their idea of, and this is not just a Mormon thing, but the inherited sin, okay. and that babies are going to hell. Mm -hmm. um, I actually thought of that and I thought is sin inherited? Are babies going to hell if they're not baptized? So um, So wait, do, do Mormons baptize babies? Um, yes, from my understanding Okay, so Mormons baptize babies Yeah I did not know that That one I did not know but uh, yeah, I've thought about that. So I was thinking of going to a, serv a Mormon service. And um, I was, I'm going to, the Book of Mormon I had like got torn up because it was super old. And so I'm going to have to like get my own or something like that. I'm gonna study them out and um, I can't remember what exactly why exactly I started reading the Book of Mormon. I can't remember what interested me about it. I think it was that I saw it at Tommy's house. He said he tried to start reading it and he was like, ugh, this is bull. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but um yeah and i saw like art too again the art like the art was what captured me because the book of mormon had a picture of their angel that they have with the trumpet it was like i think that's what it was it was the picture okay part, part of it besides the fact that i've always i've already had been thinking about it about like maybe i should look at the book of mormon and see what they believe and then i had seen the art and i was like oh this is really cool and then there was like this thing at the bottom of the page of the book of mormon that i thought or at least that copy i don't know if all of them do this but um i thought it was really cool they would give the date that the what happened on the page happened okay like it would be like 40 bc through da 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 on this page well i mean and i thought i thought dating that back was kind of cool well i mean that's in that's just how even the bible does it though because the bible says you know in, in the third year the king darius and so it, it right no but like at, literally at the bottom of the book it would have like the date like the or at least the year on it mm -hmm how they did it back and i thought that was really cool okay um and so yeah i um but didn't you say that it's kind of repetitive right you said, it is it oh my gosh and it came to pass that it said and it came to pass way too much <laughs> i'm not sure why um uh, why, I don't know if Joseph Smith had this thing about and it came to pass. Maybe he had an obsession with the phrase or he just didn't realize how much he put it in there and then didn't read it after and then just sold it to people. <laughs> I'm not going to check my work. <laughs> I'm just going to write this book. Well, that's like a, that's a problem that you come across also when you're reading the Quran because according to to Muslims, uh, the Muslim belief is that Allah sent prophets to all the nations. So right. some uh, Muslims even believe that Buddha was a prophet. Um, Which you say I'm, you I'm a Christian. Right? Yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe Buddha was a prophet. Uh, so that's just my opinion. Um, so this whole idea of uh, of repetitive stuff like the bible has some stuff that's repetitive but and it will have like some of the same stories and even like it'll have like but the, but I'm saying different the, people who will go through the same thing too right the quran but i'm talking about like the bible has some repetitive stuff we're thinking about like the bible. i know i know but and like the when bible you the quran, sometimes though, does that but not as much as the quran does well the, there isn't any there isn't many major stories that that the bible repeats There's, not not super major stories but, but like, like there was that one story with the where the Abraham or something like that, he he did something like he said his sister was his or oh, his more, wife oh, was more his than sister. once he said his wife was his sister. But and then and but, then I think his son did that too, right? Um, his son that did that too with his wife, right? No, um, Abraham did it twice. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Abraham did do it twice, but um, oh, told I that lie Isaac twice. did it too. No. Um. But the thing is, Abraham, te Abraham technically still didn't lie, just didn't tell the whole truth. Right, you know, because he married it's, his it's sister. It's a very gray area. <laughs> That's why he kept telling it's the lie. It's very gray. <laughs> so uh, that's why he kept telling it.
He kept justifying it to himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but point being, like with the Quran, it says uh, so all these prophets that all sent to all these different nations, and it'll it'll just basically tell you almost the exact same story, maybe with a little variation. Um, but sometimes it's the very exact same story, except the different name for a prophet and a different name for the place. And you just get tired of reading it over and over. You're like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to do this, this, and this. Yep, he did it. <laughs> Read these same two pages over and over. But, um, and then you have, uh, two different periods of, of the Quran. You have the Mecca revelations and the Medina revelations. And uh, the Medina revelations are a lot more um, battle cry than Mecca. Because when he lived in Mecca, he was, uh, they were small and they were just starting off. And um, then uh, what happened with that when they got kicked out of Mecca, they went to Medina. They actually got um, sanctuary from the king in that area was a Christian. And um, he explained, they came and they said that they had received these revelations from God. And um, they recounted the story of um, Mary's virgin birth. And, you know, allegedly the king came up to them after, you know, after presenting the story and he put a line between them with a scepter and said, the only thing separating you and us um, is this line. And he welcomed them into the area. And eventually, I guess, a lot of people converted uh, during that time. And he amassed basically an army and uh, then started raiding caravans and they had a war and he took over Mecca. Hmm. And then after that, he strengthened and he united the Arab world and um, lots of stuff happened. There's always been wars. Everybody can say that Islam was spread by the sword. People can say Christianity was spread by the sword. Eh. Unfortunately, religions always cause wars. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, that's what's interesting to me is when there's like whole countries that are bound only by their religion. So, if one thing's a sin in their religion and the king does it, what do they do? Well, I mean, I mean, I guess the king would be doing that in, in private, true. Um, but then it's like. This, this interests me. Why isn't there a place for the Bible? What do you mean? Like, why isn't there a place where the Bible's the law? <laughs> that would be nice. There's, well, for what do you mean? The Bible was the law. The Old Testament, the first five books, were the official law of the Jewish state, you know, and you know, Judaism back in the old days. Um, and then Christianity, you know, Catholicism. That was the Bible was basically the law and, and magisterium interpreting the Bible for a while, you know, a thousand years, and then that's when a bunch of and other then, stuff happened and they just stopped making it the law. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, there was a, lots. There was the reasons why there was lots of abuse of the powers. You had people that got to the top and did very bad things. Right. And uh, and there were also things where like where like weren't there people who couldn't read and stuff like that? So like people would kind of be like, the Bible says this, so do this. Yep, people. And they're like, oh well, the higher powers who can read say this and i can't read so i can't say it doesn't say this so yeah i guess we have to do this but that hasn't always like i said that isn't always universal and it wasn't always universally in all areas that this type of thought was uh propagated um because there was definitely educated people like people weren't all running around stupid um they were superstitious because of lots because of diseases and stuff like that. But what am I trying to say? They weren't dumb. People weren't completely dumb. No, because like not not even like people weren't like all evil is what I'm trying to say. Evil and dumb. Like there were priests, there were pastors that were teaching their flock truth and. You know the the tenets of the faith were followed in lots of places just because there were but there were abuses of power like at the top like to the point where like at the normal common priest that you met on the street wasn't trying to swindle you <laughs> like he wasn't so you there was a bigger thing going on within the actual like hierarchy of the church more than you know every little every pastor and priest was this evil guy no, manipulating the people the, that was just the top people like like weren't there like um weren't there like bad cops or something like that yeah, like yeah. they never said that anything certain things weren't sins they just like Did. made sins legal and stuff like that right and and partook of those sins yeah like at some point in time one of the popes made prostitution legal so it was you know yeah guys sleeping around popes sleeping around and it, it's just, it's power. It's ex, it's power. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, but uh, no one, no one is immune to that because you can't point at a pope. Because look at all all the Protestant televangelists and all these, you know, rich people who, you know, they they look at the Catholic Church and say, well, if priests were allowed to get married, that's the problem, and then. The same guy that says that ends up sleeping around on his wife, you know? <laughs> like, no, I don't think that was the problem then. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah. And so that could, I just I just started thinking, um, if I'm not going to end up being Catholic, I'm not, um, right now I'm not 100% sure, but, like, if I, if Catholic is not the way to go for me, I would stay, stay, stay. I would say that probably what had happened with the Catholic Church was maybe it did start out good, mm-hmm. but then they like fell away because of the bad popes. In my opinion, that's what might have happened. Okay, this is this is the thing. When the church first started, there was a one of the. Pharisees, I forgot who it was, but it was in the book of Acts. If anybody wants to do, just put 
Look up Acts. <laughs> There's a Pharisee who said, um, if this is from God, then we can't do anything about it. Like, we're not going to be able to stop it. So he was basically saying, let's stop persecuting these people who are following the way, because if this is from God, um, then it'll, it'll be okay. And if it's not, it'll leave. It'll, they'll die out. And the church is still here. So... <laughs> right, right. So, so if if just like God wanted to destroy Israel, like even with the Protestant Reformation, you would think like, no, the church didn't, the Catholic Church didn't go anywhere. So if it's it's been here, it's so. always been here. So even though there was bad people, just like there was bad kings and good kings in Israel or in uh, in Jerusalem, and mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that that all Catholics fell away. Okay, yeah. that, I was just. I, I'm not saying that. Well, yeah, no, no. I'm just, I'm just giving, oh. giving an example. Like, if God wanted, if the Catholic Church was evil and God wanted it gone, then I would think it would be gone, right. just like God destroyed Israel and you know got them taken away into captivity, and then later on Judah, you know. And then yeah, so I um, but like I never. When I was little, because I knew I was very connected to God, right? Right. Um, and I knew a lot of the concepts of uh, Catholic stuff. And, like, that's actually, like, a lot of the kids at um, at the Catholic church we used to go to, like, mm-hmm. I would hear, we would have me, John, and Ben, mm-hmm. and some other kids from the Wednesday mother group or whatever, um, we would come together and on Mother's Prayer Group in the like kids' room, we would mm-hmm. have discussions on the Bible. And I was like, oh my gosh, this kid is so dang smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the, the biggest disappointment about um, this last time we left the church and when we went to church, this Church of Christ. You had all of you kids had even to Arya had a deeper spiritual life and understanding and knowledge of of just love and Christ and just actually genuinely knowing God as a family it was it was it was a lot stronger than what we were learning and experiencing at the Church of Christ it, it's a very sterile um deadening your faith type of place right unfortunately it was all it was all really a fear like the the reason we they were here was because of fear of hell yeah that's the in in the end that was it was just do everything perfectly right because if you don't you're gonna go to hell but it's all grace but it, that's the grace of god the grace of god is the fact that he sent jesus after that, you need to just do everything perfectly. If not, you're going to hell. One sin, you're not saved anymore. You're going to hell. Right. You, know, you eat a cracker. At, you, you can eat a cracker for for communion, but if you eat a cracker for a snack, you're going to hell. <laughs> it's just unless you confess your sin in front of a bunch of people. I ate a cracker, and and that was the other thing that was sad that they had confession and nobody utilized it. And they manipulated it by saying, um, if you've done something in private, 
and it's between you and God. But if you've done something in public that's put disgrace on the church, then you need to confess it publicly. Well, James says to confess your sins one to another so you that might be healed. He didn't say whether if it was a private sin or a public sin. He said confess sin, just sin in general. And out of the two and a half years, I was the only person that went up there. I'm pretty sure somebody else was struggling with some type of sin that they needed prayer for. But it is, you. it's this thing where you have to act like uh, perfect. <laughs> you not act perfect, you have to be perfect. Right. And it's a completely based off of works, and it's really sad. 100% works, while they're trying to convince themselves that it's not based off of works. Right. So... Um, yeah, so there's a lot of, like, that's Jehovah's Witnesses too, right? Their works, right? Jehovah's Witnesses is, is definitely works, yeah. Because, like, if you don't, like I said, you have to clock in. You have to literally, you have to put your, at least your 10 hours in. If you don't, then you're not right. following what the Holy Spirit has guided us to tell you to do. Right. So, um... Just to, we're, our time is running out, so just like a little recap. <laughs> Basically, we've church topped a lot. I became 14 in December. I am very confused and have no idea where I want to go. Um, so we are making this co- uh, podcast, um, not podcast. Um, we're making this podcast for me to uh, find out what religion I would like to be in and um, to inform people about different religions so maybe they can even um, help, like get help. Thank you. Thank you. We're back here for a second because uh, we realized that if there happens to be anybody listening that uh, we didn't tell you the email. Yeah. So that would be whatistruth2024 at gmail.com. What is truth? 2024 at gmail.com. Now, seriously, goodbye. And God bless. <laughs>